Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the drink talking with the thinking drinkers, Ben McFarland and Tom Sandon, and mistress of wine, Sam Caporn. All the booze, news, and views from absinthe to Zinfandel, tall tales and cocktails. A very warm welcome to another podcast of It's a Drink Talking with me, Sam Caporn, the Mistress of Wine, and my two sidekicks, Tom and Ben. Hello. Hello. Thinking drinkers. Hello, everyone. This week, we are yet again in the fabulous Museum of Comedy. So a very big thank you for letting us record here. There is likely to be a little bit of ambient noise as there's a few people rustling crisps and eating lunch and basically enjoying these fabulous facilities. So this week I am doing spit and swallow. You spit are, or so. swallow. And we've got a tasting from Ben, a beer tasting. Yep, it's going to be great. going to be the best bit as ever. As ever. And Tom, you're on Legends. I've got a legend. He's dead. Okay, you've got a dead a, one this He's a good legend. Time. Okay, yeah. well, I'm looking forward to all of that. So I'm going to kickstart this whole thing. And um, you know what? The drinks business is quite a source of uh, material for mm. us. Mm. You had your pesky bowls last night, your yeah, frisky yeah. bowls yeah. last time. This week, I've got rooftop reds as seen in the drinks business now i've got whoa, a few problems whoa, whoa, whoa. with this can what i just this? say so what this is, is my um, red? right well it's mom might you ask this is a spit so basically some dude decided to start growing vines on a rooftop in manhattan build quote unquote as the world's first commercially viable rooftop vineyard growing vines on a rooftop in new york okay and they're going to be ready apparently in 2019 how much do you think he's hoping to sell these bottles for a bottle? Oh, well, I imagine he's a painfully cool man. I've got to work back a bit, first of all. There's no yeah. soil on top of a roof, so he's obviously... The scale of this can't be massive. It makes me ask the question, how many vines is okay. he going to need to make how much how, wine? Yeah, how many okay. grapes go into a bottle of wine? Yeah. First, That's fine. Let me just try to answer those yeah. questions. Basically, it's a 14,800-square-foot site which is home to 42 planters, which hold 168 vines, and the first harvest will take place now, this year. Okay, so he started, he's off and running. But the wines won't be ready, apparently, for another 80 months or so. When it comes to that sort of scale of... shoving it into some oak. Mm. I need need Um, it in terms of football pitches, really. I can't imagine. The vines were planted in 36 inches of soil, 40% of which is crushed, crushed, I can't say that word, recycled glass, Mimicking sand, yada yada yada. So basically, mm. there's a bit of a setup cost involved yeah. in, um, you know, putting a fake 
vineyard on top of rooftop. But the wines themselves, the grapes, get taken to a proper winemaking facility to get made. Oh, okay, so, just, so he's not making the wine, he's just no, growing No, he's just growing the grapes on a rooftop in New York, and then they go to a vineyard called Point of the Bluff Vineyard in upstate New York for ageing and bottling. Right. So this dude, Devin, I think his name is, D-E-V-I-N, showmaker. <laughs> Can I just say, I don't know, I've taken an irrational hatred of this man. Me too. I don't, I don't Me know too. Who's all reason to dislike him? I'm I sure he's a lovely guy. Got, I can got, just imagine seeing him cross-legged with some okay. smashed avocado on toast. He has a viticulture and wine technology graduate. Why do we have to have a go at avocado? Okay. Sorry, sorry, So he's not really in wine. He just made. He makes the grapes. He's not even a wine expert. Well, he's a viticulture wine technology graduate, a recent graduate, I hate to And before that, he did swimming lessons in China. So, you know, he's kind of... He's kind of, you know... Trying a variety of different things. Yeah. Now he's trying wine, mm. but the thing I take massive umbrage with in this case is the how much we, which we haven't got to yet. Yeah, how the much the thing. Well, I'm asking wine. you. I bet I, he's going to charge a lot, but I don't want to be stupid. Are we, and say are we doing dollars? Are we doing dollars or pounds? Dollars. Okay. Dollars. I'm going to say forty dollars a bottle. Mm-hmm. I'd ben? say a bit. No, I could say more because she's yeah, smart. Seventy dollars. <laughs> 70. Yeah. Uh, he reckons they'll sell at a thousand dollars. Devin can go fuck himself. Well, Devin is a penis. <laughs> a penis. Um, what? I just find yeah. it offensive. What? I find it really offensive. <laughs> Quote unquote. Speaking to CNBC, he expressed his confidence that the thousand pound bottle price tag reflects the fact that the wine will be a collector's item. And it's the first of its kind and extremely limited. He added its novelty value will mean it's cool for everyone to come and see. And that is quote unquote. It's cool for yeah, everyone to come and see. It's a fucking wine grown <laughs> on a rooftop in New York, probably riddled with pollution. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. But of course, it's, just because it's scarce doesn't make it good. Mm. That's my point. And it, you know what? A lot of people ask me when I do wine tastings, ask about pricing. And because people want value wine, they want good mm. wines, but people want wine at a certain price. And, you know, the whole thing about fine wine, and some of it is production, but most of it is supply and demand, obviously. Mm. But, you know, some really rare wines are amazing, and you taste them, and you'd know that's a, you know, an expensive wine. And that's something we have to do in the Master of Wine exams. There's always a quality section, and you have to analyse the blick, the balance, length, intensity, and complexity, BLIC. That's a big part of yeah. blind tasting wine. Is it good? Is it not? Is there a marking me off <laughs> section where you taste a wine and get given the price, and you go... They're taking the piss. Uh, no, but, but it is, te- that is essentially what you do throughout the whole paper. You yeah. know, so you have a price is. guide section. Can you get miles from wine, but it's be a specialist in below five pounds wines, yeah. for example. Well, That's what I'm interested in. Well, really, to be honest with you, so. I am very commercial. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not a fine wine. Gun for hire. I think Aldi an absolute gun for hire. Oh, yeah. You know, I've always worked for commercial organisations, and so I don't really do the whole fine wine thing so much. So yeah, you know, must wine going different things, but it really pisses me off. I, I think the arrogance and naivety well, of someone just mm. setting up a vineyard on a roof in New York and thinking they can get a thousand dollars a bottle of wine and that, that some muppet's going to pay for it. But the thing is, mm, someone some will. Muppet will. That's uh, the problem, but how isn't it? many? I know you can't tell mm. how. Uh, is it any good? Well, it's, you don't know whether it's any good, but can you I tell how many bottles you get out of those 
lines because if he can only get two bottles he's only making two grand it must have cost oh, him two grand oh um, it's in here somewhere let me quickly look in your own the, time um, just, I don't know it's just the uh, just a bit uh, just I a think bit it wasn't not so. I'm going to say something like 480 cases if something what? like um, 480 times 6 yeah yeah but if you actually do yeah, the maths with, I mean how much with. is he paying to oh my god and this quote it just sounds like a stupid idea can we just do that I agree and then he goes there's a whole mysticism around wine culture but how many people know what vines need to grow and prosper he wasn't one who just done the degree. And that's basically a what a winemaker and a viticulturist does. People really do know what yes. vines mm. need to Especially go and prosper. Like there is a lot of mysticism and, and around wine. It's, and then it's why be, oh people like him can come along and mug people off. I think he's um, just mugging himself off. No, really? not if he's getting well, if he's, 300 if he's, grand. If he's getting that. But think about what real estate in Manhattan, he's got to rent that space for the whole year. He can't be very profitable. Even well, if he, he sell, does sell do pop-up um, dining experiences, yoga classes, oh, pizza, wine and film screenings. Oh, I, think I hate great. this guy. Oh, God, uh, so that's, that's my spit. And actually, the pop my blood pressure and, is oh. going through the roof. Just think about it. So let's move on. Dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going, and going on to something far better, much better idea. What's that, Sam? Well... Well, I'll tell you the idea, and then you tell me what you think, and we can discuss it. Yeah, that's, that's it. the yeah. whole point okay. of it. Works, really. So, conversation. what would you think about someone, you. someone yeah. naming no names, who came up with an idea of an at-home wine education case? So, what you do is you buy your case of six wines called the taste case, and then you take it home, you open it. And you can do like um, taste it with a partner, group of friends, do it for a dinner party. Well, well, and then well. you, you taste the wines with the video of each wine, I, teaching you about I the wine like in it. the comfort of your own home. There's a couple of things there, Sam. I'll yeah. tell you what I think mm. of that. Two things. First of all, mm. what is missing is a spirits pack and a beer pack. Yeah. Mm. And secondly, <laughs> what do you think about a book that's been written by two drinks experts <laughs> that's available on mm. Amazon? What, to go in with the case? <laughs> to go with the case. Or what about a new book written by three drinks oh, experts? Oh, okay. Now, I do want to write a book next year. I want to call it Taste yeah. and do it all around my wine poetry. And so obviously, anyway, listeners, so what, the so Taste good. case I is did. obviously mine. And um, <laughs> in case no, you're on through. Um, I think it's a rubbish idea. I think people give it to someone and they will sit in a corner and then <laughs> you'll get your... Some people come round, you'll suggest it and they'll go, you know no, let's play Artsy instead. <laughs> and then... That would be, but still, be you would have sold it. Yeah. So well, well, yes, okay. hopefully. So anyway, so I think it's a good idea. I think people will. No, yeah, I, do. I, I think, think it's a very think good idea, especially if, even if you're Perfect just cooking for Christmas. dinner mm. and you've got it there, and you're pouring a wine and you're watching the video while you're making the dinner. That's a good so idea. It's, yeah, so it's, meant, it's basically meant to be for people who don't know loads about wine. They want to know more. But they probably wouldn't actually leave the house and go to a wine tasting. Mm. Agrophobic a, wine drinkers. Yeah, mm. agrophobic wine drinkers. That's what your target market. Um, yeah, with a bit of disposable income. Mm, people who hate people. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with this that idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, it, right? it's, um, it's launched. Okay. Um, it launched on the 1st no. of December. It's available from... Do you fill glass and swig it? Yes, no. I do. They're a fine it's wine merchant. They've got a store in Northcourt Road in Clapham. Mm. They've got one in Marleybone. And Which one is it? Seriously. Who knows? Online from them. The videos are available on my site themistressofwine.com well, and um, if you're looking for last minute gifting for Christmas if you want to do a little dinner party <laughs> with a twist it's just a swallow yeah, whatever yeah, you look like, at it, it sounds like, like yeah. the taste case you heard it here first yeah, I how many bottles of wine do you get with it? six 
And how have you sourced those wines? So I have sourced them all through Liberty, Liberty Wines. Yeah, we who are excellent, award-winning wine merchants and importers. Where Master of Wine David Gleave uh, is in the head there. And uh, Justin Knock is another Master of Wine, who is one of the co-owners of Phil Glass in Swift. So um, great wines. The launch case has a um, terrain sauvignon. So the whole point is they're all varietally very pure and true. So it goes with my wine flavour tree. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes. You haven't yeah, seen my tree. Yeah, 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 so yeah. The, whole, the whole idea is that they're all really classic grape varieties to really try and help people you know, smell and taste the specific mm. aromas you get from those varieties and then try and build up you know, sort of knowledge and understanding of grapes, where they're grown in the world, what they taste like, and a bit of food and wine matching. Good, you know, so Sauvignon Bionnier, Chardonnay, a Pinot, a Tempranillo, Rioja, and a Carmenere. Tempranillo, nice. all one? good for Christmas. Carmenere. Carmenere. So, for example, the Sauvignon would be fantastic with this smoked salmon. Nice. Um, Viognier, I thought, would be nice with a bit of um, leftover turkey or a party. Oh, like or a nut roast. I like Shut up. Great with your roast turkey on Christmas Day. Back to the meat. They're all good with turkey. They're all good with turkey. Pinot, good Good with turkey. turkey. (laughs) All game. Some people have um, don't have turkey on Christmas Day. Rioja, great with lamb. Goose Goose is good. Or turkey tagine or goose. Yeah. And then Carmenere beef if we sometimes we used to have beef on christmas yeah. day and how much so nice how much cheese. how much is it so it's not cheap oh here we go mm. uh, <clears throat> is it as oh cheap God, as is a it? ticket to the thinking drinker yeah. show uh, how much is your ticket 20 quid yeah. 18 without the booking fee yeah. talk to us buy them on the door give you a good price use them in comedy <laughs> so i think it's quite good value the wines are very good wines and the how case much are they? if you buy it in store it's 85 pounds what 85 pounds which works wines which was about, about 14 quid a bottle. How long is the video? And you get all the videos. Six they're not actual videos. video cassettes, so they're DVDs. So, to, wait a minute, included in the price... Well, I will. Um, this is a launch. This okay. is kind of a launching it to test the concept. So, wait a minute, included yeah. in the price yeah. are the videos that you can watch online anyway. No, they're not included in the price. Oh, That's right. the, just the, the, the price is Do the they wines. they just correspond? But they come in a case. Yeah. You've got can the, you use the, the case afterwards for other things? Like children's toys. Like your chopped off head. Is look, that what you're going for? Look, his I'll head? be watching Dragon's Den, and these are the kind <laughs> yeah. of questions. You'll need a massive box if you're going for his head. Um, I'd go for something else. So, yeah, so no, so they, they obviously they would get the money from the wine, the yeah. wine yeah, margin. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah so that's how you make your money. From it's wine. not about you making money, though, is it? It's about you spreading the good word of wine and educating yeah. people. You know what? So, and and making people's Christmas better. Yeah, just, it, for just me, changing lives. It is, trying, it is more about that, actually. I'm trying to get yeah. this out, try the concept, see if it works. Basically, you're paying for the wines, that is the cost of the wine. And there's a little bit extra on top to cover all the printed materials. Because when you open oh, a case up... Oh, you get up, printed materials. You go and get a lovely okay. little tasting brochure and a... Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're paper. Okay, right, paper. There's a paper in it. That's No, uh, no, no, that is good. Because if it was just a case of wine... <laughs> yeah. Can we get one? one? Well, surely we get... We get oh, yeah, you can buy one. Well, so when discount. I bought my own tickets... That's true, oh, you that's did. True. <laughs> Both are. Damn, that's backfired. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, that's, that's, good. Um, that's my spit and swallow. Good one. Um, a little bit of self-promotion. Why not? Happy that's Christmas. What this is for. Buy our stuff, listeners. Yeah. That's what we're here <laughs> for. If the listeners, is there a code that can give our podcast listeners like uh, Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. A pound off. Well, maybe we should have um, Just say Sam sent you. No, no I actually, no. They, we'll they, there currently isn't we'll one. It, um, but that is a good idea. I need think to cogitate on that and get back okay. to the end of this podcast. All right. Right. So, Ben, I think we're over to you. Yeah. All right. Let's have Bada something bing. to drink. Right. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is a podcast. It's the drink talking. We are talking about beer, as ever. And I've got three beers here that are designed for your Christmas day. Ooh. Got one an all day Mm-hmm. An all day uh, sort of session beer. Got one with cheese. And in fact, <laughs> got two oh, with cheese. I'm so pleased. Two with just cheese, just, or maybe one with the turkey. We're just going to get this out now that one of them's called Big Job. Yeah, I'll come to that. <laughs> and that's not the only reason I picked it, no. but it was <laughs> the main reason. Brussels <laughs> sprouts, lots um, of meat. You see all the big deals with beer at Christmas, you know, these slabs of lager being given away by supermarkets, and that seems to be what everyone goes for. You need to have a beer that you can drink through the day mm. that doesn't, it's not going to get you hammered, but it's got enough flavour to deal with all the crisps and the uh, canopies. It's quite interesting. We, kind of we definitely settle into our own little categories because basically I get the impression you really will drink beer all Christmas Day. You talk about the fact that you're, you Remove know, some be, yeah, mm. where I'm just going to be chugging down the vino. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you do. You've, you go to what you know. Yeah. Uh, it's a I safe just say my option is definitely the cheapest. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, but hopefully not that cheap. No, it's not. So the one, oh god, golly, the, the last the year, the last year, least. and it's not because I couldn't get hold of it, but you can get hold of it if you give yourself enough time. Last year, I drank this uh, beer called Taris Bulba, which nice. is from uh, a Belgian brewery called Brasserie de la Seine, and that is amazing all day session beer. It's a kind of pale ale, but it's lovely. So I'd suggest that. But the beer I'm suggesting here is Beaver Town Neck Oil Session IPA. Now all oh, the beer my geeks. Husband loves that. I think with Christmas you do not want to gamble. Is this a grapefruity one? Yeah. The one got... that if you took a grapefruit to a pub for one day or something, you got a free pint. I don't know. When it first came out. That's quite fun. It's very good beer. I like I, that. The Town, um based in Tottenham, Logan Plant, Robert Plant's son. Mm-hmm. from Led Zeppelin he's a brewer they're a very nice guy he does really good beers and we have pretty much everything they produce is very very good mm. and I think this is just an all day very drinkable yeah, for an all day 4.3% okay, okay. Yeah, nice okay. Citrusy. I'm going to pull you up on that that is quite then. strong that's strong yeah. that's not really an that's not an all day what I would go for is a Colonel Table beer. It is if you're not lightweight. No, I've looked beer. at the Colonel Table beer. But a two but to three percenter. I mean, all day, you've got to think about coming from a man who's, of who's starting day. the day with vermouth. Yeah. <laughs> Topping and tailing it with a vermouth and whiskey. So I'm not in really any position to judge. But I would have thought the lower ABV might be a bit safer. 0.3, still good. I still think that's not going to... 
If I have, just take the edge off. It's not 7.5, Take the edge off the, I mean. But if you have four of those. Okay, all right, I'll rephrase it. This is a session of beer given my family. (laughs) For my family. I always say, Ben, just punch your nan in the face. (laughs) Well, that's because you punch too hard. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) But, Um, you know, just have a lower ABV. Okay, the table beer from Colonel's good. Yeah. There are... Wild Swan from Thornbridge. Yeah, That's yeah, a really yeah. lovely... That's three... That's 3.4. Mm. You've got Chiswick. Get busy with the Chiswick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chiswick, um, decent Chiswick. I read... Did Fuller's, you read um, recently about mm. a couple of blokes? Their background, I think, was actually in gin. Right. Yes. They're from Sipsmith. They've started a low ABV yeah. beer brewery. Yeah. We bumped into them. Yeah, yeah. The Waitrose Drinks Festival. Yeah. Yeah. They did, yeah. they did yeah. quite young. But they yeah. 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 Small beer, that's the name of the company, isn't it? Yeah. Small beer. Because small beer is a good idea. Yeah, it is a good idea because it's not no alcohol. That, yeah. that is a good all day drink. But I beer. think yeah. this has got loads of flavour. Well, this is a really lovely beer. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, maybe I won't be drinking it. That with my whiskey rum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was about that 4.3? 11 o'clock it? martini. What's yeah. that? Um, I had a, um, and this is definitely in relation to you. I'd never have chosen this before doing the podcast. And I can't remember the name of it. You know, it's um, it's a cocktail and it's got bourbon in it. It's really classic. Manhattan. Well, Manhattan is vermouth and rum and American whiskey. So that would be. Yeah, I think it was that. And I'd, um, I ordered it in the bar. And I'd, I've had it before. So um, nice. They have a little. Sometimes it comes with a cherry. But an old fashioned. No. We might. Oh, it's an old fashioned. Was it an old fashioned? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What yeah. comes but in an old fashioned? That, is a, that would be an American whiskey. You can have a rum old fashioned, but an old fashioned is just stirred with bitters and some sugar. Who's that? Um, syrup. That's a good. That's a lovely. Yeah, it's a really good drink. But you have to stir it down quite nicely to get the dilution. So it's a bit of a nightmare for bartenders if you go in at Christmas and order ten old fashioned. And they're busy. Yeah. So yeah. it's a bit. Don't do that. It's a kind of the, the spirit version of the Guinness. Mm. So, all right. Well, that yep. went down. Like Thumbs a, up. Mm. No, we liked it. Oh, I love the beer. We're just queering I just, your 4.3%. Yeah. Right. Percent. So, well, I, this, the next one I'm trying is 7.2%. Okay, so so this, and I up, think uh, this is a good main course beer. Yeah. This is from the St. Austell Brewery down in Cornwall. The locals used to call it St. Awful. It had a really bad reputation. This is oh, years really? and years and years ago. And then... Sound of drinks being poured, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> And, How ambient. And there's a guy there called Roger Ryman. He's a very tall man. Cool what? Roger Ryman. And he's the brewer there. And he came in and just turned it all around. And mm. now St. Nostal, they do their own whiskey as well. And they mm. do... Ooh, they, they do have, a beer that is called... Well, you know, well the, the original <laughs> beer they did is called Proper Job. Mm. Oh, and it was my a, husband has that at home. Yeah, and it's an IPA. Really very readily that. available. Really good. And it looks British style exactly IPA. the same it as is. this, right? Yes. Mm. But this is essentially... Yeah. Proper job, but bigger, and they've <laughs> much job. to my amusement, and no one else's like, apparently in the beer world. I, I know, oh, well, I'm kind of in the beer world, yes. I suppose. But, but yeah, what I we agree. find funny, weird, really isn't funny outside in the real world. How can you? They call it a big, big job. job. <laughs> it's a big job. I mean, I mean it just means. I mean, how is that not funny? On Christmas Day, you'll be going. Big job, anyone? I need and a big job. Like, oh, it'll be really funny. Because <laughs> yeah. Christmas crackers, all that kind of stuff. God, I, and it's just... I, I mean, need, oh, I need a big job. <laughs> I need yeah. a big job. I really yeah. do. Because my, uh, my granny sprouts, used to call it... That, call it big job. <laughs> Does anyone else have that? Yes. Yeah. Obs. Obs. Big job for listeners who don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's poo. It means poo. Yeah. Doing a big poo. Uh, anyone who's got children will be 
reliving the fun around the words big so, and um, But right that's now. not the only, it is a very good beer as well. Yeah. Although, it doesn't taste like awful. big jobs. It doesn't taste like no, big no. jobs. It's quite punchy. It is. It's a sort of, it's not I'd a, say it's almost a double flower. IPA. Now this, oh God, oh, sorry. You're right there. Yeah, hit the mic with the bottle. <laughs> It uses lots of American hops. I've got Cascade in there. Oh, God, Stop it again. in the microphone. Cascade, what? Citra. What? No, no, it's not got Cascade. Citra and Centennial, sorry. And then it's also got Maris Otter Barley. Oh, and we've been down there. We met a farmer yeah, who we've... grows the barley of Centennial store. Big hands. Floor Massive hands. hands. Floor maltings. I need some big hands. Too. Maris Otter, that's good. That's Maris good Otter, grain. it's amazing. You go and they take this to the maltings and they... They rake it and they, we it was, raked it. We raked it. It's hard work. It's actual manual labour. Where did you do this, Dan? Down at the yeah, yeah, I went down yeah. to mm-hmm. Central Store. And it's an IPA, essentially. Oh, can, we, can we just touch on the alcohol? This isn't a second It's a double beer. IPA. It's so a double IPA, 7.2%. Ben and I probably told the anecdote where we were it's in America. It's a big beer. And we had to sample 70 double IPAs. But in America, they were about 11%. So a double IPA is actually at 7%. Yeah. That's not too bad, is it? It does it, have really? cascade in it. Yeah, yeah, you can tell it. It doesn't taste mm. that alcoholic. And it does taste... Oh, man, there's a lot turkey. of traditional English IPAs now being compared to American IPAs. are very different. Mm. That double IPA is getting closer to a sort of an American IPA style. Yeah, but it's still it? got but a Britishness about but it. But yeah, it's light. Also, it's the Maris Otter Barley, if you go to America, they, they are so jealous of the fact that British brewers have it on their doorstep because they've got all the hops, but their barley is not as good as it is here, really. And so the Maris Otter is really nice, and that gives it... It's a really lovely, mm. good... Soft, quintessential soft. British mm. IPA, but with a little bit of an American twist on it as well. Okay, and I think good. it's really good turkey beer. Mm. Mm. I mean, of course, but I think they'll deal with anything you throw at it. And it's because turkey's quite bland, really. So it's yeah, quite but nice you get to... you, especially with the skin, that little caramelisation of the skin. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, have it with goose. Do. Have it with goose. Honestly, mm. goose. Do you, do you have goose every year? My mum tends to cook goose. I just think. It's got so much more flavour, and something like that with it, it'll, the bitterness will sort of cut yeah. through the fattiness of a, mm. of a goose. It dish. really works. We've not really touched upon beer and food matching in much detail, but mm. whilst I think it's a good idea in theory, I don't think it always works. I well, think people I, talk talked, about it too much. We've talked about um, how you need lots of different things, haven't we? And I think you wouldn't match all beer through all the dishes. No. You'd have something else with it. Which brings me on to cheese. Mm. Now. Beer and cheese. You had port last time. Yeah. That's good. Wine, <laughs> however, no. So this is a Rochefort Trappist beer, number 10. Now this is a big beer. This is 11.4%. We've talked about Trappist beers before. Mm. Sam, tell us about Trappist beers. What do you have to do to qualify as a Trappist beer? Be a monk. You have to be, yeah, it has to be brewed by monks within the walls of an actual monastery religious establishment in the walls yeah. of a monastery yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah and this one has been brewed within the walls of saint remy and my son oh, is called remy oh, so, so he'll be getting this for christmas yeah 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 mm-hmm. in the morning we'll shut him up yeah <laughs> but this is a proper big kind of brooding muscular beer it's quite raisiny any relation yeah, to the cheese no, it's not. That's no, it's just a coincidence, I think. Uh, it does go well with cheese. Off. Listeners. Right, okay, so. Do it over the microphone so people can hear you pouring. Okay, hang on, here we go, kids. Not kids. <laughs> You've just spilled it on yourself. There we go. Wow. Now. Effervescent. Look at the head. Oh, we yeah, ball condition. Now, this head. is something that if you, the longer it ages, the better. This is the port, I'd say, Whoa. of the beer world. Raisiny. It's me. That is yeah. caramel. Mm. So it is. Is this like a stout really? in any way? No, no, no. This is uh, you color. call it a 
some people call it quadruple or an ubbed beer. Mm. A what? A quadruple is you have double, doubles, oh, you have oh, triples, oh. and you have a quadruple. What makes it a quadruple? Just you've got more hops in there, you've got more, Crikey, um, more malt as well. More, more malt in there as well. Just more ingredients. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. just no, but you're getting more alcohol out of it. You're getting the big heart of the, the mash yeah, there. Yeah, there's a lot of flavour going there on is there. Loads. There is. There is. I like the way it says Cerveza front and centre. Mm. Just for the Spanish drinkers. Yeah. See, that with cheese, I think. See, that's a food beer. beer. Mm. Mm. This is a classic beer that you should drink slowly, obviously. Yeah. It's, it's remained like very, very good. And coffee and yeah, and it's got eight raisins. raisins. Yeah, it's mm. got that raisins. Got very wintry. Mm. Yeah. It's a I'll cool warm beer. As well, yeah. It? yeah. A little bit of bitterness. Go with peanuts. Very fragrant. Yeah. I think it's a wonderful beer. Yeah. Um, and In a good way. And I think you should be doing your cheese board with beer. Mm. Maybe a port if you have to. But really, beer and cheese. Any cheese or just cheese? Just cheese. Just cheese. Cathedral City. All, yeah. all the classics. <laughs> no, no, but the um, co-op own brand, I'll be happy. But the, um, the cheese board, I think, is where the beer really excels as a pairing. Mm. I mean, Whereas I'm going to bring up whiskey again because I just oh, think... Oh, yeah, whatever. But you can have a boiler maker. You can have a beer and a whiskey next yeah, to your cheese. Yeah, that, talisker and some cheese. Yeah. What, a boiler maker? Yeah, just a, a beer with a spirit. Chaser. Yeah. Whiskey, yeah. Is that what it's called? Chase the spirit. With Can you imagine doing that though? at the Christmas table? <laughs> it's like double fisting at the Christmas table. That's what it's called. I what can you imagine myself doing it now. Double yeah. parking, big, big I jobs. think you mean. No, Not in America it's called double fisting. Mm. Oh, you know what? That's true because we, um, one of the yeah, last I companies I worked at, the CEO was American and came bounding in one day and started talking about double fisting and the room just went quiet. Mm. And yeah. he's like, what? And we're like, uh, that does not mean that over here. No. no. <laughs> Lovely. Good, yeah. good, good. I think I did a really good job there, and thanks. And what I really liked big is job, the, um, the way that they went up very distinct, like lighter, very yeah. distinct different styles. Yeah, I'm just worried and about colors the, uh, and fruits how much I'm drunk. Well, you're not driving yeah. anywhere, so it's fine. No. Uh, no, I won't be driving on Christmas Day unless I'm able to get out of the house. <laughs> Just yeah. in which case, I'll be driving around the hill. Normal circular road. <laughs> Who are you having Christmas with this year? No, I'm having Christmas with uh, my in laws this year, which would be very nice. Then Boxing Day with my parents and listeners, this is gold. <laughs> 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 Who are we having Christmas with? I mean, it's like we're in a bar and we've really run out of conversation. So, what are we doing for Christmas now? We are in a bar, in the Museum <laughs> yeah. Comedy Bar, aren't we? It's, uh, um, we haven't run out of conversation, listeners, don't worry. Yeah, it's not the problem where we're all concerned. No. Uh, right then, well done, Ben. Thanks. Good beers, excellent suggestions for it was, I know they were. Period. So today's legend of liquor is dead. He's a rum drinker, was a rum drinker. Uh, he was a writer, probably one of the greatest drinkers of all time. It's Ernest Hemingway. Mm. Yeah, we're familiar with his work, I'm sure. No? Have you read any of his books? No. Nope. Bit overrated, frankly. Staccato. Yeah, staccato. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a bit of a ledge. Uh, he started off his life in uh, regional news, actually, which uh, I can um, relate to. We've been at the hard end of news on regional booze news. Can I just say? No, no, actual oh, local newspapers. News. Yeah. I was just the other day. I was sat with my wife, and we were comparing our journalistic backgrounds. Pedigrees. And I was just saying, look, she used to do showbiz reporting, mm. so I was going, look. That wasn't news, that's just fluff. Bear in mm. mind, I write about beer, so that is really cutting <laughs> edge. And then she went, oh, I've actually done some really important news pieces. She went, I did this really hard-hitting piece on domestic abuse. I'm like, hard-hitting? Well, just, I don't uh, think that's the phrase you should be using. <laughs> no, and written from a first-hand perspective, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> 
it's not really journalism if it's happening no, she stopped hitting on your doorstep. Me. She stopped hitting me. She stopped hitting me. <laughs> you got to sniff those stories out. It's yeah. lazy. So you just sat on the sofa. Anyway, Hemingway was a journalist. He worked on a Kansas City Star. He boxed in school, so he's a bit of a hard nut. Um, he was an ambulance man in World War I, and he took shrapnel injuries there and picked up a Medal of Valor. So he was quite a cool, hard a geezer. geezer. Uh, but he couldn't serve in the Second World War. And at the time, he was actually in Cuba. And really, when it comes to his drinking prowess, we, we tend to look at that spell while he was in Cuba. He went over there in 1932 on holiday, skipping away from his new son. He didn't want to change the nappies and decided to go on a holiday with his mate. And they decided to stay. Different times. <laughs> Different times. Different times. Uh, yeah, he stayed there until the book. 1940s. He stayed, um, he naffed off. <laughs> Start packing a bit. Yeah. yeah. Just See going ya. to get some milk. Oh, yeah. And rum. And rum. <laughs> uh, so yeah, nearly 20 years a resident in Cuba. And he drank a lot of Cuban rum. And he drank daiquiris in a bar called Floridita, uh, which is still there today. They've got a massive bronze life-size statue of him at the bar. It's not so a can... masculine drink, I would A daiquiri? It's, it's white rum. One? White rum and lime and sugar. Yeah. It's a sour Cuba, drink and it's quite, quite punchy. It's quite difficult oh. to drink. And actually, the bartenders hold the daiquiri up as one of those, if you can make a decent daiquiri, you're a decent bartender. Mm. It's sort of badge of honour, really. Because it's quite a subtle balance of all those ingredients so but he would have something called the papadoble which was a, a like double a du- yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> god's teeth no one of the benefits of being on tour for the whole autumn is i haven't watched that shit once well <laughs> <laughs> they do manage to have it on every day now i notice no, really. uh, they have a bbc2 show let's not advertise let's that, go that back to your papadoble Papadoble, so double the rum. One. So he had massive rum drinks and he used to drink in there every day. And so then he was here basically an alcoholic? No. Right, okay, well, this is going to be difficult to talk about if you're going to bring up that word. Uh, <laughs> because many of the legends we don't we've had that word, drink I excessively. I mean, you have to accept that while he was drinking heavily in Cuba. And leaving his wife and baby at home. Yeah, he was also writing a Nobel so award winning literature. Cool. He wrote The Old Man in the Sea mm-hmm. while he was in Cuba drinking. So no, you could it. argue... Really? Yeah. You've not heard oh, of that? That was, that was a Nobel Prize winning piece of work. I'd say that reflects more uh, he on wrote, you yeah. on the yeah. list. He wrote <laughs> Roger Red Hat. Do you know that one? <laughs> <laughs> and Sam is flicking Ben the V's. This of you can't see that. You could argue, yes, he drank excessively and um, we wouldn't condone that, but he did create some good work yeah. while he drank as well. So it inspired him to do great things. But while he was out there, he bet a lot on, um, on cockfighting, which is not something we I'm can not, do. I'm not sure I like him. <laughs> Gambler, Alki. <laughs> but wait, because he's he, he also... A child, he's a bounder. Bounder. Yeah, it was a different time. A bounder in the cad. He tried to stay true to his war hero roots by approaching the American ambassador of Cuba and asking him if he could arm his uh, fishing boats, because he did a lot of game fishing, with bazookas, hand grenades and machine guns and go Nazi hunting. Uh, bearing in mind, well, there any Nazis in Cuba. Yeah. at that stage, they hadn't got that far. There weren't too many. That's the thing with the Nazis. Too many they're Nazis. Like, sneaky. They're all around. They're all around you, could, aren't they? The ambassador, he did say yes. He said you could do this. So Hemingway got together a, a group of people uh, to help him in this quest. It comprised gamblers. Uh, there was a salty sea dog named Sinbad, an actual Sinbad on his back. This, you know, this is true. the two. This is the truth he took. A Catholic priest. 
So this it's like a cannonball like run, isn't it? It's like a joke. Like, what do I put in the boat? A <laughs> yeah. salty Sinbad. Yeah, Sinbad, a priest. A priest, a tramps, cannibal. Tramps, he just picked up on the street. And waiters from Floridita, who made him his favourite daiquiris. So how many people were on the boat? Was it a big boat? Have you ever seen those game fishing boats? No. They're massive. Yeah, they're big. They're, big. they're massive, and they go after things like marlin and really hard things to catch. Oh. Ben and I went game fishing in San Diego, actually. Yeah. In the spirit of... Uh, Hemingway and all the rest of it. We, we went to a shop and bought Hawaiian shirts, and uh, and then went to the port and realised that it was pretty much a commercial fishing trawler. And all the men who were on there were there well, to actually catch fish yeah, to and sell. In and we were very much out of place. It, it was, was bitterly cold. Oh uh, we were wearing Hawaiian so shirts. It was so cold. Um, we'd never been fishing before in our lives, so we didn't know what we were doing. And I was seasick from oh, the minute we yeah. left port. But I did catch more than Ben. Yeah. Well, I caught a fish while being sick in the toilet with my fishing rod <laughs> hanging out over the side, and Ben caught nothing. That was Not a great really, experience, yeah. If you like being sick and <laughs> freezing cold, thinking you're Ernest Hemingway, which you're not. And he went out there, and obviously there were no Nazis out there, so Ernest chucked the grenades in the sea and used them for fishing. He used them. <laughs> so it's much easier. Just firing bazookas <laughs> at fish. And for that reason alone, I think, really, That's he good. deserves his legendary status. Okay, so he's not a man who's um, created drinks, I accept. He's the kind of man he's... whose reputation has been belittled by the current politically correct climate. Yeah. I where think... men are... <laughs> not I even I've chosen on. him because I think it's, this is the start of a revolution. Yes. It's, 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 as Ben has proved with his wife, it's time to start fighting back. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is how we're going to do it. We're all going to endorse people like Look, we're, Hemingway. We're just getting, men are just getting sidelined. <laughs> What's terrible business. And I know we're going to get tweets. Please, can we have some tweets? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if this works. There might be calls. There won't be calls. But this man, he, he represented... Big hard drinking, creating great literature. He lived in Paris and, and stuff. He's, he lived a very <coughs> eclectic, a very Cuba. eclectic life. Well, yeah, he wrote before Cuba, and he, he knocked around with great artists. And I mean, his work—you may not like his writing style. It was, as Ben said, staccato, but it's changed the shape of literature in many ways. So he, it's a kind of book you, very, you can have read it on a tube. But just don't really read it. But if you're reading on a two people... Just have a copy cool. of Viz on the inside. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I tend to do with all my books. Don Delilo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's Viz, it's Viz. <laughs> so there he is, Ernest Hemingway. Um, Ernest Hemingway. Sam is entitled to her um, opinion, but she's wrong. I reckon he'd be, uh, as a, I reckon he'd be great fun to hang out with. Yeah, I think um, exactly. I don't know how, how much fun he would have been to hang out with. No. I think it was... It's, just sussled yes. all the time. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Aggressive? So, uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I didn't know the man. He's dead. Uh, <laughs> my, my problem is... But he is, did drink a lot I of rum. I think it's really weird <clears throat> that you just basically... What, did he get married, had a baby, and then basically... He had a few marriages, yeah. Went yeah. knobbed off to Cuba. I think it's a bit weird. But um, Are you, you still reading that terms. book? Are you yeah. still reading that You're book? still annoyed <laughs> yeah, about that chapter. book where the guy <laughs> loses his wife. previous podcasts, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> There's a man. Infidelity. <laughs> Yeah. Voles, always all at it. Okay, so that's it. I, I mean, well I, I, he's, well he's controversial choice this week. Uh, but but it's very, it's very interesting here about him. I particularly mm. like the boat story. Yeah, that must have been a laugh throwing mm. grenades into the water. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, I hope it was a, a successful way to catch a fish as well. Yeah. So, listeners, that brings us on uh, to the end of this uh, podcast, which is our last one before Christmas. So, yes. a very happy Christmas, everyone. Basically, happy the uh, thinking drinkers, my. Um, 
lovely psychics Ben and Tom are doing a run here at the Museum of Comedy from I think the 12th, 12th to, to 20th, 23rd, to 23rd. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they'll be working very hard and um, so we're going to take a little break and we'll be back in the new year so yes. that all that remains is us for us all to wish you a very happy healthy festive period Drink well, but drink less, drink better. Drink, yeah, drink less, drink better. And, um, yeah, drink less, drink better, so you can still be drinking in January yes. when yeah, we're coming yeah, back yeah. to God, God, I've never done a dry January, January No, dry January, water. Yeah, like and my, my birthday's in Jan, so... Yeah, and it's the worst month of the year. Yeah, Why would you, you need, not drink? I know, it's I'm, like, yeah. I mean, don't drink in August where you can at least sit in the sunshine and drink water. Yeah. But in January, you're going to be sat in a house just wanting to pull your mm. eyes out. Mm. I mean, drink. For God's sake, people, drink. Yeah. Well, otherwise, oh, we've no. got no jobs. <laughs> <laughs> on that cheery note, um, and once again, a very, very big thank you to the Museum of Comedy for letting us use their great facilities. So thank you for that. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Cheerio, bye! Cheers. This was a Grand Crew podcast from Seven Digital. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.